Bar Media. Welcome to the Local Podcast, a podcast about all things local, brought to you by Charlene Comerford and Justin April. All right. That's how you start a podcast right there. We put his headphones on. So I make sure you guys don't sound ridiculous. That's not going to happen. I mean, you're going to sound ridiculous. Yeah. Regardless. Sure. How's it going, fellas? Welcome to uh, episode 137. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't believe it's 137 for one. Why um, did it take so long for us to be on here? Uh, what couldn't we have been like? You tell me, man. Y'all been right working on this album for God knows how long. 13. I'm uh I'm sitting in the office this evening with Russ, Justin, and Chris. Nope, close. Though. Close. I know your last name's Salter. Is that's it? it? That's all you it's need close. to know. You can Charles. Just go with that. I'll just go by. I don't. I'll read the shit. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. I read lyric sheet, boy. You're definitely not Harris Mendham. <laughs> I can be Harris. Not in that chair, you can't. Hey, um, this is Harris. <laughs> but Harris does. I'm does glad to be here. I'm really glad to be here. Harris has been on this thing before, and it did not end well. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It's real funny to see him actually in the Dothan Eagles Discover Dothan magazine. Yes. And then like if you read that and then go back and listen to the podcast that he was on, his guest uh came in here and had a hell of a time. Uh Warren Veal actually was was Warren. his guest. Yeah. Had a great time in the studio. Uh at one time was just walking around with a mic, like going through stuff, like banging bottles and stuff on the desk. It was a big time. So I'm sitting in the studio with dudes from Pontiac Stew Company. Steven Salter. Steven Salter? Steven. Mm, Salty dog. I appreciate that. Man, I'm the worst host. <laughs> Listen, if you need to forget anybody who's sitting in here right now, I'm the one that you should forget about. I mean, sure. I don't think so, man. Just yeah. remember Justin and Russ will be fine. Listen, sure? the reason that Steven and Russ's songs are later in the record is because you have to build up to to them. <laughs> To the quality that you hear on it. Yeah. So you don't want to forget these two guys. No. I mean, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. You guys are too important. We're glad to be here, and we're big fans of the podcast, and glad that you finally had us on, even even though it took 137 episodes. You've been on before, <laughs> Russ. Come on, man. Have you, Russ? Russ, uh, have you been what? on? He's been hiding, hiding all the his intel. solo career. Yes. Was it with another band? <laughs> Live at the Opera. Yeah. Uh, oh, nice. Which they put Dude, on Robert Earl quite King a nice show. Friday. Yeah. How was there? Yeah, it was great. Good. Got the sellout. Treaty coming up too. It was big sellout show too, right? Mm -hmm. We need more of that in Dothan, guys. I mean, yeah, I'm no. not saying that like yeah. go do it again. I'm just, but well, I told Russ I was like, finally somebody that you know that everybody knows. But it turns out that not everybody knows him, but a lot of people did. Yeah. I and, mean, uh, got to meet him, Russ. Uh, Russ and I and, and my wife had a nice little chat with him after the show, which was really cool to me. And Warren Treaty got announced today. Yes. Which is going to be real big. Yeah. They just played on the Grammys the other night. and Next stop, Dothan. How uh, how was the Grammys? I did not watch that. It was like it always is. Yeah? Just pop music and like Chris Stapleton's in the yard. No, that's the MAs. He, he's the one that's not in there, right? Did you watch it? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was pop music. No, it's Sturgill Simpson. Sturgill Simpson's not allowed at the CMAs. Yeah. That's who I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, dude, music has taken a turn for the worse. Mm -hmm. Like, you guys probably know more than any, like, 
music like yours is very hard to find in a in a fresh and new and like recent state like recently recorded state how uh how is that how is it trying to put together an album for seemingly a i'm not gonna say antiquated but like a you know what I mean? It's like me diving headfirst in a newspaper. Like everybody knows newspaper, newsprint's not the new hot item. And so like bluegrass in particular, unless you're just like super into Billy strings or something like that, like there's not a lot of, how is it putting an album together? Yeah. I think for like a board, mystery, mystery genre. Yeah. Almost. The important right. thing is that we weren't doing it for anybody except ourselves. That's awesome. So we didn't have to, yeah. we didn't have anything to prove. We didn't have, we had to prove it to each other. How is we the, didn't even have to prove it to our families. That's perfect. I mean, they're going to hang it on the fridge like moms do anyway, right? That's right. They're, they're always going to be your biggest fans first. <laughs> That's true. It was hard to make the... How, yeah. uh, how was the... Re- so getting the song... We'll go song list first because I would assume there was... With as many of you guys that are individual songwriters in your own right, Like I would assume that everybody was probably like all right, well, we have these worked up and I've got this worked up or I've got this and this is kind of, we can do something with this. Like, is that kind of how it kicked off or was it, was it, who's, yeah, I mean, who's the David Lee Roth of this thing? Who's driving the train? Justin, I think was the train driver for the record, which was a good thing. We needed, we need a train driver. Sure. But also, I guess like Justin has about, I don't know how many songs you've written. Uh, it's ridiculous. I've got a good like, stack. I, the majority of them, are probably not worthy to have on a record, but I do like writing and I have for a long time. So I would you say that like, seriously, like would you write a song a week maybe, or maybe in a month's time, maybe a song or two, a month, two a month. Yeah. For the the past probably eight or eight or 10 years. Yeah. So there's a lot of songs that come out of Justin and I don't know about Russ. How probably not often. Not as many, but we knew it was going to be a, a group effort. So yeah. we each brought a bunch of songs to the table, mm-hmm. played them for each other. And we knew, because we, we played together sure. around town. So and, and like Stephen and I, for example, have played our songs and kind of bounced them off each other for probably 10 years or so. Yeah. And, then, and then Russ as well in the last four or five years. So we all knew a lot of the songs, and I think we had an idea of which ones that would be good to play as a band rather yeah. than just like sitting there hanging out. Sure. Saying, Hey, I yeah. just wrote this. What do you think? Well, there's some songs that just lend themselves better to like a three string, yep. like organization rather than yep. full band. And That's especially right. like, especially in the bluegrass genre, there's no reason necessarily to have like some Neil Peart set up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like rest in peace. But, <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, like Russ said, it does seem that we uh, early on we wanted to take a few songs. I mean, the way we we whittled it down was we got together um, where we recorded at uh, at our farm cabin, and we had a dry erase board like this one over here, and, mm-hmm. and we we really wrote a bunch of songs down. And we wanted it, we knew we wanted it to be all original, yeah, all original tunes, and and so we we started saying, hey, these are four <laughs> or five that each of us have that we were familiar with or we thought would be good. Mm-hmm. Now, Salter wrote one a few days before we recorded it. So he's able to, to do that. And Russ wrote one in front of the microphone 
um, Red Leg Money on there, which oh that is definitely dude, that one is favorite. one of my favorite yeah. ones on that. Me too. Yeah. And Salter has that bass. Y'all recorded that one late. Yeah. That dude. was late at night. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it that's a good one, dude. We that one was going to be a, a vignette, which is Russ can talk a little bit of maybe about the vignettes. That was his idea. Um, but it was supposed to just be a little 50 second clip, mm-hmm. but we had a lot of fun playing it yeah. and didn't want to cut it. Um, I mean, I'm glad you I, didn't. Yeah. I didn't realize it was supposed to be a vignette. Isn't that right? Yeah. At one point it was going to be like a vignette Interesting. Um, because of, we couldn't think of any lyrics or anything to write about it, but then we got, got yeah, inspired then, and started. That's hilarious. So, I mean, we had a lot of these songs we had already and we whittled them down to two or three a piece mm-hmm. and, and the songwriter is the lead vocal not lead vocalist, and then, um, but before we, we recorded a year ago, really it was right at a year ago exactly. Um, we added some some new originals to it, or they developed between the first and the second recording session. So, like "Buried My Gun" is one that Stephen wrote a couple of days before the first or second session. We've only played it one time. Yeah, actually. Yeah. But, I mean, we all agreed a murder ballad needed to be sandwiched in between some very optimistic songs. Sure. Yeah, like, I feel like I should say that, like, we write these songs really for us. Yeah. Like, who knows if anybody in the world will ever hear them. Probably not. But, like, we, we just write them for us. Um, and we really do try to write good lyrics. Yeah. You know, our playing could probably be better. Um but we really like to try to write good lyrics. You know? How did you guys originally get together? Like, I know a lot of people like will show up at a music shop and there's like somebody's looking for a bassist and you show up and it's some weird corn tribute band and you're out almost immediately. Yeah, we were, um, I think it was like, I don't know, we we're in Vegas. What? And, um, <laughs> is this for real? This sounds made up. This, uh, this does not sound real at all. This. I'm kidding. Was that totally nice? kidding. No, y'all were y'all were, y'all playing with the church, right? Isn't that how y'all? Yeah. Play? No. Do you guys got together? No, no. no. Uh, oh. So Justin, Jeremiah, Tommy—they're high school cronies, and even Russ was here. But y'all been playing music together for a long time, just messing around. Yeah, that's right. I mean, in through high school and college, not too serious. Uh, but I, I feel like uh, I know what little, it was. So I'll tell you this. This is funny. Mountains. No. No? No. The first time, this is when things got serious. <laughs> when right. Justin was working in um, Mobile, Alabama for the BP oil spill. All right. As a liaison between mm-hmm. different companies. And um, I went down to see him, and there was a bar called Tipsy's. <laughs> and they had an open mic night. Yeah. And typically when a bar has open mic night, it means that anybody can come and play, right? There was nobody playing, and they really kind of frowned upon like two guys coming in asking if we could. We basically begged them, "Hey, look, just showed up." They had already over. given up on it. Yeah, they had shut it down, and yeah, we're like, "Hey, like, look, nobody's coming." We have a few songs, and we're not that bad. Like, can we play them for you? You need to hear these songs. And yeah, we're like, they're gonna be great, <laughs> and um and. Nobody even looked at us during the whole thing. It was so funny. It was just me yep. and Justin, and we were just cracking up the whole time. And I think after that, we really started going, man, it'd be fun to play together, maybe even in Dothan. you know? Yeah, because so, that was probably uh, 10, 2010 mm-hmm. or 11. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we, I mean, Stephen mm-hmm. and I would play together and swap, you know, original music 
when we were living in Orange Beach at the time, um, my family and I, and so we would play a lot of times. And then at some point, I don't I know remember. how Russ showed up. Can you tell me that? You remember? I, got invited, no, I, just you know, invited. I remember. Okay. I, I messaged you on Instagram because we had, I mean, we've known each other for, for a long time, mm-hmm. but we were never close friends in high school. We were friends, but you know, um, yep. and, and I, and we both liked music a lot, but not a lot of the same stuff. There wasn't a lot of overlap, but I remember we were starting to move back to Dothan. This was like in 15 and on Instagram, I saw like you comment on something musically. And I remember sending you a message saying, Hey man, we ought to get together and play some music. And so we swapped phone numbers at some point yeah. and started getting together and hanging out. That's how it starts, man. It's fascinating. On, man. That's fascinating. Yeah. yeah. 2015 is I think when, so, so then Russ, and Russ knew knew everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you might not have known Stephen at that time. So, but but at that time, um, you and I had been playing a bunch, and so then we we all started hanging out. And but it was decided pretty early on we're going to make an original album someday. I yeah. Mean, I mean, when when we form our band. Yeah. How long have you guys been playing together? How long were you together before you decided to start putting this project together? 2016 is when we played. We, we performed the first time mm. at the cellar. Um, in Vegas. In Vegas, the cellar uh, on the strip. <laughs> Sold out. Or was it Nashville? No, it was it was the cellar. So uh, Barry Devane, a good friend of ours, mm-hmm. yeah. had we had recorded some music at the same Rambo Mill studio um, at our farm and uh, had sent it to, to Barry because he's a good friend and said, hey, you want to hear some, some stuff that we've been working mm-hmm. on? And he was like, man, y'all should come play at the cellar. And so that was... Four years ago, and so we started playing when we can. I mean, we've got twenty kids between the four, five of us, yeah, um, or close. It's I think now we do it. Then we had maybe sixteen. <laughs> so yeah, he was really we, gracious. He he let us come a lot to play at the cellar. We're super thankful. Yeah, yeah very we, solid, man. Yeah, and so we played, and, and we would try to work originals into our obscure covers, and like, and then how obscure covers? Really obscure, like. Towns Van Zant Seaside. All right. <laughs> Snowing on Raton. Like and Guy Clark songs that I have never heard. I mean that I'd never heard. Yeah. Most of the songs that we play now I'd never heard of. The ones that our, our cover songs that I didn't know. Well, and I think that's an interesting I'd be willing dynamic. to bet that I've never heard of any of your cover songs. Well, but see like just because yeah, like if it's not I don't know, NWA. <laughs> we actually just not Wu Tang. Remember the, <laughs> in Vegas? Remember that? <laughs> but one interesting thing that I've really appreciated about our band is the the musical influences that we have all had. And so there's these overlapping kind of spheres yeah. where, you know, Steven and Russ might know some of the same music. Russ brings a lot of music. He's kind of the, maybe, I'd say the extreme as far as. Uh, um, genre. He's going to be on one side, right? I mean, he's yeah, going to bring in, sure. um, like we're playing a Led Zeppelin song in a few days. I, right. That's that's a band that I like and appreciate, but I ne- I'm not going to drop the needle on a Led Zeppelin record and enjoy it for that long. Sorry, any Led Zeppelin fans, because yeah. I appreciate it. Rioting in the streets. Just right. like Russ would not naturally gravitate towards Guy Clark. Sure. Uh, but, but we can appreciate it. And then one thing that I think... Um, is really apparent is that when we put our own sound to any songs that anybody brings to the table, it becomes your own sound. Yeah. And that's, I think that's our kind of goal. That's anybody. Yeah. That's what that Jeremiah should be Maddox anybody's. calls sto- making it stovey. All right. All right. Yeah. 
That's dope, man. And I we, mean, yeah, and we started practicing at Justin's house on Pontiac Avenue. Oh, which was heated by a wood burning stove. Yeah, that's right. We were just talking about that house. I think, yeah, I was the neighbor over there that's briefly. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and we all either have or deeply appreciate wood burning stoves. Oh, mm-hmm. dude. So we don't sell them, but I'm from a uh, yeah. You guys got to be careful with your uh, website name choosing. <laughs> you might have a bunch of people. You might wind up like people have asked us like. This is great and all. Like we were pre- your song. Uh, that was a great. But can song. I get some fire brick? Um, like, do you sell? <laughs> do you sell the stoves here, or like, do we go out back and buy one? And we're like, we're, we we don't actually manufacture wood burning stoves, sir. I'm sorry. I hope that man. If people are coming out and asking you guys that, they need to. We should start doing that. Probably. Yeah, well, dude. We'll start fat, with merch or some fat lighter bundles. I mean, buy a t-shirt, oh, yeah, a hat, or a wood burning stove. Yeah. That we fashioned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just two barrels, two fifty-gallon <laughs> yeah. drums, stick weld them together. That's awesome. Nah. Band names are always interesting. Yeah, in and of themselves, and, and the three of us, I think, were the most involved in the in the process, and so that's always fine. We won't get into that, but but we don't want to make it like choices. some like we don't want to be like let's make some crazy, complicated, wacky, yeah, mysterious people like oh how'd you come up with your name? It was a weird night. We were sitting around on your street. And around a wood burning stove, and it happened that we chose that name. Yep. I mean, you got to be careful too, because like, depending on what you settle on, could I mean, you could be saying. I mean, so many things have dual meanings and multiple meanings. Like, you could be, I don't know, uh, Circle City Rollers. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that, I've what heard that of means. Them. Yeah. I still good. don't know what that, that could. Means, yeah, so. I don't know. I don't Russ know what that means, bands. but it could be a lot. <laughs> Russ, did you want to get your other band to come in tonight and hang out with us and talk? Some? Well, we're playing this weekend with one of the member with two members of Circle City Rollers. JD so, Boo, this is true. We are. So we it's are. like two bands clashing together. This weekend. It's gonna be like polyphonic spree up there. I know. It will be seventeen people like battling each other, tripping. Unfortunately, Tommy can't make it to the gig this weekend, <laughs> so we had to hire another. That's right, percussionist. So you guys recorded everything in two days. We really did. Is yeah. that? I mean, basically. Yeah, and this isn't you know a studio work. This is a, a big room. With did you do it all setup. live or yeah, all live? No overdubbing, no tracking. Good lord! I guess that was just practicing. Yeah, I mean that's the good old days. That's how it was done originally. Like there was not yeah. all these. I mean, multi track. The Stanley Brothers would record like two or three albums in you know a weekend, but they're really good. <laughs> um, but that was the that was the goal. Um, even though Harris wasn't real excited about it because it takes some of the, um, it takes some of the ability to hide things, which you'll hear some things on the record that Russ is tearing the studio apart on his way out. Thanks Russ. See you Russ. But, but yeah, that was really the, the desire. The goal was to record standing around a microphone, which ended up being about eight or 10 microphones so that there was some control. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah you know, volume and uh, that's hard. You start peeking out out of the gate. Yeah. But from a purist standpoint, like we, we kind of dream about like, if we ever had a dream come true, it'd be to, you know, play to some people who want to listen to your music around like one microphone in a, in a quiet place where people want to listen. That'd be really, we've just seen, you know, whatever, whether it be Stanley brothers or milk carton kids, whatever. And it's just, we love that idea of everybody around one, 
simple, just true sound, you know. I think that one of the benefits to bluegrass music and the way that you guys have actually done it, like you have that opportunity to present your own story and it's not it's not crazy like it's authentic and it's real and it's like honest and you don't get that in a lot of overproduced like crazy Nashville recordings or any pop song nowadays it's just so auto-tuned to death and just over-processed that like you lose a like the intricacies that you have for your string players because mm-hmm. that takes a ton of dexterity and a ton of um, just knowing what the hell you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it just sounds, I don't know. You can't have everything sound perfect. If That's everything right. sounds good, nothing sounds good. Right. Yep. Well, it's definitely, it definitely doesn't sound perfect. That's right. Um, but that's not what I was getting at. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> but I, but I think with that style, unless you play together. But I, I mean, think that that sells that style better. Yeah, like that's mm-hmm. a better, mm-hmm. it's better suited for that. It, I think it's suited, and, and you were saying it's this, like finding it, the right vessel for the right the right wine. Yeah, I mean, it suits the style of music that we write and the things we talk about. Mm-hmm. I think we talk a lot about things you know that are real, tangible yeah. things. Sure. Um, you know, there's a lot of imagery in the songs about nature. Yeah. Um, you know, other, other physical objects. I mean, Stephen Barry's a gun or the, the, uh, the person in one of his songs is mm-hmm. burying a gun. And there's a lot of just things that songs about life. Yeah. You know? And so that style of recording does lend itself to how we write and how we kind of interpret life. I think that's why so many people will like, I don't know what I'm connect. Yeah. So many people will connect with, your album like because it's authentic you don't have a bunch of like there's so much fake shit in the world today that is refreshing to have something like this roll across the desk like i'm pumped on it man that's awesome well i hope i'm glad you said that i hope others think the same and again uh, you know this is not a plug to make money this is just an effort to produce something that we think is uh helpful and genuine sure and maybe it will be that's awesome. Like my, I feel like my whole mission for like what I do with the newspaper, what I do with this ridiculous office is <laughs> like, I just want to find people doing awesome stuff and not doing it the traditional way. Like, and this is very much that thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you're doing that. Yeah. I mean, if, and do you think that there's in your, I mean, episode 137, you've obviously had 137 instances i guess locally or you think that's happening Are yeah you- we, well no that's like that's how many times we've gotten behind these microphones and recorded an episode of this and then it's just i'm just trying to keep up it's crazy it's gotten out of hand we've been doing but, this for three years though but you're not your your podcasts are not exclusively to art correct no it can be literally like i had we've had religious groups in here we've had like yoga instructors reiki healers like we've had some real weird shit (laughs) we have some banana stuff up here but like that's cool it's all yeah i'm i've always been drawn to like i'm very much a i work better in groups but i work way better by myself like if if i'm in charge of this 
aspect of whatever it is and I'll just take it and run. Like, and I feel like when you have people like you guys that are taking back the music scene and like doing what you guys love, like unabashedly without, without giving a shit if like it's going to be well received and you're doing it because you want to do it because I mean, that's what you are passionate about. Like, I love that. And I love, I love knowing people like that. It just, mm-hmm. it like that inspires me and that's rad. Like, I just want to be constantly, I just look for inspiration all yeah, over the place. That's awesome. And well, thanks for having us. Yeah, dude. This is great. Yeah. It's, it's an honor to be up here and it's fun. Able, it's, it's fun to be able to talk about, you know, you to, to make a, a record, um, with, especially with five mm-hmm. people who are real busy. Sure. And yeah. It takes a, a lot of effort and just a lot of coordination. So it, it feels like a, it feels like a pretty darn good accomplishment Yeah, in something that, that, um, uh, I know I've wanted to do for a long time and I think I can speak for all of us that it, it's, it's just a satisfying thing. And so we hope people like the music and so far the feedback has been good. Yeah, dude, like even the craftsmanship of like the how it was manufactured. So that's what I was going to say. Like, like, so that's a huge thing. Like, so you you talked about people who enjoy their craft or their trade. And like, I would say that it's funny because collectively, Hmm? I think we as a group really enjoy well crafted, whatever your trade or art or skill is. Sure. Right. Whether it's a surgeon Mm -hmm. or an attorney. Or whatever. You just enjoy good. Excellent. Yeah. Like really, and and like you really enjoy, not you have to go to work, but almost I get to go to work. Yeah. You know, and so like some of that comes across in like, what does this album like feel like when you hold it? You know, Mm -hmm. like just little things like that were hard to do, but we fought for that kind of stuff and really wanted to make something that was really really well done even from the sleeve to the yeah the dude. way it folds out to the font i mean all these things and so it was just so much fun to do it and really justin he he undersells it but he was totally the the guy who kept everybody in line and and, and it was a huge endeavor on his part too so hats off did you guys uh did you guys design all that in house or no we did not we what was who's the guy uh, Reed Collier, who so Harris Mendham, who mm-hmm. who recorded and co-produced the album, um, and Warren Veal also, uh, both of, of those guys who live here in Dothan, they recommended two people who were critical on the record. Reed Collier, uh, who married a girl from Dothan, but they live in, um, I think they live in Richmond, Virginia, and maybe Charleston, South Carolina. Anyway, Harris recommended him. He did the mm-hmm. art. So, so we took inspiration from records that we all, yeah. we all have, you know, record collections. And, and so you stare at records that you like for a long time. And oh, yeah, yeah. we, we did want to, we, we knew we wanted a photograph, uh, of our families. Cause mm-hmm. like I said, we're all married and we have, um, at the time, two of our wives were pregnant, not my wife and not Stevens, but, um, Tommy's wife and Russ's wife, Sarah and CJ were, were pregnant in the photo and uh, we didn't even know at that time that Tommy's wife, Sarah, was pregnant. <laughs> but And then there's still like 17 or 18 kids present and a yeah. bunch of dogs. So we, we knew we wanted to have a photo uh, based on this Aspen Skyline record that we had mm-hmm. that had just kind of this absurd photo on the front with just a lot of people. Yeah. And because of our family um, situation, they're all very similar, we wanted to incorporate 
our families and, sure. and turn it into a fun, you know, opportunity. Good to afternoon, man. Yeah. And hey. it's, a, it's a nod. I, I feel like, I don't, I don't know that we've even talked about this, Stephen, but I feel like it's a nod and a, a, a thanks to our wives. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Especially, no you know, it takes a lot. Like right now, I just got a text from one of my daughters who's waiting for me to pick her up, Uh-oh. you know, from Wednesday night church. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I told her I'd be late, you know, but, but the point is in, at this stage in life, there's sacrifices that have to be made sure. in order to do something that we all love, which is mm-hmm. playing music together. I mean, Jeremiah's got a line on the on his song, Some Things, that, you know, it's, it's one of these uh, lines in the chorus that keeps coming back over and playing music with my friends. And I think that's yeah, that's what this is all about. It's playing music together, and it takes a lot of work to make it happen, just like the record itself took a lot of work. Um, but it's worth it, but it takes a lot of people sacrificing time mostly yeah so reed collier did the design work Mm -hmm. and then um a guy in vermont that harris also recommended uh did the mastering gotcha so i will say though on that on that photo it was like literally a hundred (laughs) degrees and like tommy was on his second shirt tommy was on his second shirt. and if you look i don't know if he photoshopped it out but like even my shirt tommy's shirt like we were drenching in sweat it was (laughs) it was the worst there were I mean, it was so hot. I don't know that everybody was thrilled to be there. Especially, this is true. It know. was like we're all smiling, but man, yeah, we were so glad to be finished with that photo. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine, dude. Yeah, I mean, it them, was warm. Them Alabama summer nights, dog. You know, was, yeah, yeah. It was in that's, August. There's no, there's no breeze. Yeah, that's right. right. Nothing. And that's, that's one thing right. about the shades me. hotter than the sun for some reason. <laughs> yep. Doesn't make sense. <laughs> I hate it. It's the that's worst. A, that's an interesting thing about recording an album and specifically making a record, you know, a vinyl mm-hmm. record is, um, I mean, I, I know I stare at records and one thing I've loved about them since I was introduced to them by my parents collection back when I was 15 is you can get all this information off of them. Yeah. And so we wanted to, to do that. We wanted to include everything, but, um, you'd always see that recorded in January of 1972 and the record came out in 74. Like, what for? Yeah. Well, th- we recorded this a year ago, almost to the day as tonight, or we started recording it. And then mm-hmm. we got together in May for the second session and it was pretty intense recording. But then we took this photo that's on the front and the back in August yeah. of 19 months later. And then the record was ready you know, from right before the Christmas, Memphis right? Pressing, yeah, right before Christmas. So it took nearly a full year. Um, so yeah, that's just it's just interesting the process, and it's a, it's a rewarding process, but it, it takes a lot of time. I uh, I tour managed a band for a year or so, a few years ago, and um, that was one of the the most ridiculous things is like just how long it takes to produce anything, like a single, like you send, you can upload files to a dude in Vermont and like, that's it. It's just like, it's like the old sending film off to be developed. You're just like, you know, right. You have an idea. Like you remember what it, you remember what it sounded like to you when it left. And it's just like anticipation forever. Mm-hmm. It's yep. crazy. That's right. Yeah. So really how long is. did you do that? Uh, for right out of year. Do we know the band? Can you say? Is that- it was a uh, hot rod circuit. Okay. It was a punk was band. like all over the place? Russ would know him. Russ left, but he I bet he Russ know. knows some covers. Yeah, they were on Vagrant Records. They were on Immortal Records when I worked for them. Um, but yeah, we did a tour from, let's see, it was with this band called Limbeck that are super good. They're really, really Americana. I wish they would go back on tour so we could get them to come through here. 
Um, cause they've got like five or six super good albums. Um, but this band Limbeck and this other band, the forecast, um, all toured with us and we went, let's say we did Atlanta all the way up to Canada. And then we did some stuff all the way over to Seattle and down San Diego and then wow. over to West Palm, Florida, and then back up to Connecticut and all over the damn So place. was this their full-time job? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Well, one of them had a recording studio in Montgomery, and that's how I met him. Like, I, we're just friends, and they were, I was like, "Hey, dude, I shoot photos, and uh, I'm good at making phone calls and being an asshole." And he's like, "Word, <laughs> you want to go with us?" And I was like, "Yeah, let's get it." So she like rode around a tour bus for a wow. while. Yeah, it's fun. That's it crazy. Yeah, my dad was like, my dad was a musician the whole time growing up. Like he. He was a talent agent, like back when you could, when you had a bar and you wanted to book bands, you had to call an agency. Yeah. Like he owned an agency back in the eighties all the way until like, shit, I was still in high school when he had that office. I was like, dog, hang it up, man. Like, wow. <laughs> live music. Live, well, live, the live music scene in New York is a lot different than here too. Like, Is that where you grew up? I grew up in Syracuse. Really? For okay. the most part. Well, wow. I grew up as a kid kid in Syracuse and then went. Like elementary school, third grade and up here, and I would just spend summers there. Okay, it was just dual citizenship. Yeah. That's so weird. It, yeah, it creates a super strange individual after all that. Alabama, <laughs> New York, it's bananas. Yeah. We, uh, wow. my family owns an LLC called Alabama Yankee. Actually, that's funny because yeah, I have a bunch of family that live here. Like my, I have an uncle that lives here that has a sign company, and then my mother lives here. Um, that's bizarre. My oh. uncle was actually on tour with a band and their tour bus broke down here. They had played Cowboys. <laughs> I'm not joking. I mean, I want to play. This is a Cowboys. real thing. Dude, this is a real thing. Uh, as far as like, unless I'm completely off base, they stopped, they played Cowboys or whatever, and then had some issues. Well, Colin signs at the time was on Southgate road. So Colin signs, Southgate Road is like pretty much walking distance. It's right around the corner from Reed Classics. Yeah. 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 Andrew Reed. Shout right. out. Just Cedar Dealer. He took, actually he took a photograph of our swamp <laughs> photo on the um, the record liner. With oh, is that that Andrew Reed? Andrew Reed. Yeah. I didn't realize that Andrew was him. Andrew Reed yeah, has, he, has been known to show up a time or two at our has, gatherings. He snapped off two what we he's thought were pretty dude, cool man. photos down at, at a swimming hole, a little spring. He's been on here a couple of times. We got his, um, I've got his whole catalog out there if you need to pick out some bed posts well, Should we he makes beautiful beds a beautiful handcrafted bed yep that's where we could you get should one. get him turn drumsticks or something yeah he could he needs to diversify this is true any yeah. uh, any uh apprentices out there you know any anybody out there that wants to learn woodworking yeah call andrew reed reed classics yeah listen we, we want to secretly we we kind of fantasize about playing at cowboys I, I, we kind of it. fantasize about playing at cowboys so yeah like yeah. But Bus breaks down. My uncle walks to a sign company to like make some extra money and worked at Collins Signs for 30 years. Like it just wound up that dude, way. Dude, yeah. Like no in Dothan, Alabama, like from I'll show you on the map, like the town where the family's from, like, but it is on the Canadian border. That's it's super so silly. And I'm up there, like crazy. I go up there two or three times a year, just hang out, soak it up, try to get my accent back. <laughs> yeah man tough. i thought you were from here 
Yeah. I mean, you are partially. For the most part. I mean, it's weird. Like, yeah, like most of my adult, like all my adult experiences pretty much are here, but all like the treasured childhood stuff is all there. It's it's pretty rad to go back. It's Mm -hmm. almost like going back to a time capsule every year. That's right. That's fun. That's right. Well, dude, I appreciate you guys coming in. Yeah, well, thank you yeah, for man, having us. Where, uh, where, I know you can buy this at uh, J.D. Boone's spot, and you can buy it probably at, well, I got mine at Well Rooted, actually. That's right. Seaburn Wood has GetWellRooted.com. Uh, um, Christy Keaton at Naomi and Olive oh, has yeah. a few copies. And then um, you can look us up on Instagram, Pontiac Stowe Co. on Instagram, and okay. there's a link in there you can buy the vinyl you can buy a CD or then you can find us on iTunes Spotify you still have the special edition dual the, I've got the silver it's the deluxe yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah that's right so smoke nice. colored vinyl I, got, I bought number 187 because I'm a huge rap fan that's nice. awesome yeah, yeah like, so it's, that. we've got we've got some left of the original pressing and um, and then we did we we have some CDs and then like I said digital you can find it on on Spotify and, and all the major uh Digital awesome. outlets. Oh, yeah. um, Mural City's having a singer songwriter yeah. deal coming up. They do that, and Justin and uh, Jeremiah from our group. I think yeah. they're going to be there, and they're going to have some albums there as well. That's yeah, right. The, yeah, good point. That's February 11th, and Allison Lombatis is also going to play. She's got a CD, so there's some local songs that yeah. we played and local music available. That's awesome. Looking man. forward to that. Yeah, it's always good to see people like. Yep. I mean, I've played music by myself for a million years but like i'll play with people every now and again if i'm if i'm drunk and there's a drum set laying around like it's gonna happen it's over yeah Yeah. like i'm gonna show up and people are gonna be like what is he doing because i don't like i don't really actively i've been i played in public twice in like the last 15 years and once was a lake house party where a band had set up on the dock like under the boathouse Mm -hmm. sounds good and i was just like i was one and a half bottles of Evan Williams in, and I was like, oh, I can do that. And, I and did. they were not, they were nowhere around. Dude, those assholes, no, they played, like they were playing, and I was just like, I looked at the drummer, I was like, let me get there for a minute. And, and then, like, they finished the song, and I was just like, what's up? And they're like, you good, dude? And I was like, I think so. Uh, what y'all want to play? And they're like, <laughs> anything, man. I, I was like, just play whatever you want, and I'll just play that. Because I was ripped, dude. How'd like, it I go? Was, dude, I crushed it. I played... Did it was... Yeah. And listen to these dicks did. <laughs> How could they you play, not? Dude, they played the... Fu- dude, I'm not going to curse because I'm going to... Well, I want you guys to be able to show this to your families. <laughs> so I'm not going to throw any real aggressive language out. But yeah, they they were like, um, Roxanne by the police. And I was like, all right. Wow. And I just go straight this into it. Top 10 drum songs of all time. It's, it's not easy. No? But it's real easy if it's all muscle memory <laughs> like if you've yeah. been playing that like that was one of those warm-up things where like i was like all right this sucks let's get this down and then that's like luckily what i sat down into and they were it was silly dude that's funny so i was gonna ask you are you the guy that like you see the band and you like you just kind of step a little closer and a little closer and you you kind of keep looking at the drummer and like when they take a break, you're like, "Hey, no, you mind if I like nope. sit on that drum seat for a nope. while?" I'm finally like, "Dude, okay, yes, come finally play." The I, I am that dude. Well, that will walk up to the drummer and tell him to tighten up his fills, <laughs> get those, quit the, leave those sloppy ass fills. Either do it or don't. Don't start it and then forget and then realize that you started halfway to the mailbox, but you don't know where you went in the room to get. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
Don't start this bullshit. <laughs> and then, uh, uh-uh, don't do it. And He's don't. Like, and if you do start it, uh, you better come back in on the right beat. Or is it beat. effective? Is that method effective? Do you find that works well for the band? <laughs> uh, it works well for the quality of night that I've had out. Well, because we because we, I have had a good time. Sure, it's satisfying for you. I, I, next time we play. Um, in town and and Tommy, if he's on percussion, oh, I'll we give just, him help. We just you know want want you to feel free to. That's right. Is he bad some, about that? You know, no, no, he can just he can handle instruct him a little. He can handle everything. Exhortation from the audience is usually yeah. very effective. Right. I feel um, like this is a trap, but yeah. I'm not. I mean, no, he's. I mean, he's big and strong, but I mean, he um he's very a very positive, joyful I mean, we person. May, so, we may was, may or may not have a gig. Tomorrow night at the country club, you may or may not show up and do that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know I'll what's going to happen. I got a golf cart. I'll cruise I'm over just there. saying that it could happen. It's not far, man. I just moved over just to tell Roberta. Him tell them you're uh, an ophthalmologist. That's right. You know, it's for a, a ophthalmologist. Either you're seminar. with the band or you're not. Tell them you're, no, tell him you're Joe they, Sugg. Just that? say, hey, I'm Joe Sugg. I'm here for the ophthalmology. Right. He's not going to come. Seminar. All right. Is that like You've got keynote? a beard. He's got a beard. He's a real I'll just, be the key- I'll just act like the keynote speaker. Just <laughs> yeah. wear glasses and a lab coat. Yeah, exactly. It'll be like, I'll just show up in like a Dexter's lab costume. <laughs> this is what doctors wear, <laughs> right? It may go over well. On Friday evening or yeah. Thursday evenings. Hey, good thing that we're telling them the wrong night. So That's right. We should be safe. <laughs> I can hold this back too. I don't have to, like, I don't have to release this till Friday. Right. If it really is tomorrow. <laughs> when is it? It's not tomorrow. It's Saturday night. It's Saturday night. Oh, yeah. sweet. Yeah. I'm terrible. Um, I'll send it live like... I'll send you a text in the middle of your show and be like, yeah. all right, guys. On my way. Yep. Um, no, we really have, this is great. Thank you for, I mean, what you do in general to, you yes, you should send your message to anyone. Um, this girl's constantly snitching. Always. Um, I think it's so cool that you look for local interesting things to promote and thank you for considering us as interesting. Dude, absolutely. Yeah, man. We appreciate it. I'll see y'all. Uh, if I don't see you before then, I'll see you Saturday. <laughs> and if I don't see you then, I'll definitely see you on the 11th of February. At the yeah, we're looking forward to that. Mural City. Mural City. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Well, y'all go buy every album so they can uh, fund the next one. <laughs> That's right. We recorded about five new songs a couple weeks ago, and uh, that'll be fun. Hope you know. Hopefully, we can press them into some wax Let's at get some it. point. So I'm trying to get these 45s. I feel like we should probably work in some uh, rap tunes well, next one. No, nah, dude. So that we could... Dude, there's a reason bluegrass rap's not a thing. Look, I don't know. It, it could happen. I'm just saying. I'm not trying to be like... Justin, it may be a thing. Well, I mean, I, like I said, some of these guys have brought a whole other world of music to my ears. Yeah. You know, so... Never say never. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Episode 137. Thanks, dudes. Thank you. That's so fun. That was really fun, man. If you're interested in having your story featured on the local podcast, hit us up at wiregrasslocal at gmail.com or give us a shout on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the local podcast.